Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tomi Rotimi. You already know who I am. I run a fashion label here in Lagos, Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand for the past 18 years. I still get a bit tickled saying that. Um, so I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is all about warnings. Warnings. I feel like flashing a red light as I say that. There's some things that um, we may be doing now and they are paying off, you know, but we're going to hit a ceiling or a brick wall really soon, some of which we may not recover from. So while it's okay, to be honest, it's really okay to do anything you need to do to get started or to get your foot in the door, what this episode is about is sustainable success. Habits, business habits, entrepreneurial habits that we need to do to keep things going consistently, to keep success a part of our culture and a part of our DNA, not just some flash in the pan um, success moment. What we need is to be successful as a brand. Um, so there are some warning signs. There's some, there some habits that we need to curb and there's some things we need to stop doing or at least we need to plan to stop doing. Um, I'm going to stop rambling now and go, go straight to um, warning number one. Star products. Star products. I've been reading up a lot on this. A brand that hinges its entire success on one star product without diversifying or at least without creating new opportunities for it for the brand is going to hit um, a brick wall very soon. Now I know I talk a lot about DVF and the DVF wrap dress and how she has sold that one wrap dress for 40 years and you know how she was able to stretch the life of this one product by introducing it to new markets, introducing it to new generations, and by building this empire around this one dress. I still have to um, state some caution here because even though DVF built her brand um, really based on this one wrap dress, the truth of the matter is DVF is so much more than the wrap dress. The wrap dress got her a foot in the door. It really created the philosophy around her brand, you know. So we know what her brand is about based off of this wrap dress. The wrap dress was also quite iconic because it wasn't just a wrap dress, it was a cut. And it was also in a season where women um, were trying to become a bit more feminine. And, you know, it was also a season where women were trying to be a bit more, um, yeah, really was just really about being feminine and being more prominent. And this dress did that um, for the women. And it also created an opportunity for women to um, afford some kind of luxury because it was a really good dress 
and it was well priced so so many things went were going for this wrap dress you know but and again it was a different time it was a different time um so while i'm all for building um a sustainable brand um and i'm also all for stretching the life of your your best sellers you need to build collections winning collections on a consistent basis you can't be all about a star product at least not in 2020 people have so many options now and unlike you know um the dvf era you know there are knockoffs now there are people who have access to brands because of the digital age because of social media people have access to brands all over the world so people also want to relate with brands that have a message right and a lot of times the messaging is told through your collection not just through this one star product so let your star products get you through the door but it cannot keep you in the room so if all you are about is embellished dresses that's fine if that gets you through the door if that tells people look i'm here i've showed up for the party but then to be sustainable to keep people interested especially when you have built a following um they've bought one embellished dress they've bought them all you know what i mean i hear people say this all the time oh i have a lot of pieces from this brand and they are really just you know they're really just about this type of thing I'm, i'm quite tired i want freshness um, so your brand has to be able to deliver freshness. Um, that's one thing we do extremely well at Exclamations. We have new things show up all the time, even though there is a common thread, right? Even though all the pieces we have really lend themselves to comfort and empowerment and femininity, you know, and of course, we're all about good quality and all of that. So that's the, the common thread. But we really want to keep our customers engaged and we don't want them getting tired or bored. So we've had a lot of signature pieces that were star products, you know, at a particular time. But we were very quick to capitalize on the star by introducing other categories right so that our customers sees there were more than just this one product so beware of the star product it will get you through the door it will bring you all the glitz and it would bring you all the noise but you cannot just be about this one star product please um another warning and this one is another star the star stuff the star stuff we are all prone to this i am as well um but best practice is to build a star team just like i want you to build a star collection you need to build a star team you cannot have this star staff who if they do leave your organization everything crumbles you need to have a star team but possibly most importantly, a star system. A system that works so that if anybody does leave the system, even if, you know, we're you know, we all small companies, really. We're small businesses. Even if it rattles you just a tad bit, you're very quick to replace 
that person because you have a star system. You know, you have a star process. It's not difficult. It just means everybody needs to be part of the process. Everybody needs to be carried along. Everybody needs to be engaged. Everybody needs to be informed. Um, And everybody needs to be trained. If you do this, it may take time. It may cost you a bit. It may be exhausting. It may be tiring. But you would find that your business will not suffer too much when you lose a staff. And this is a problem a lot of small businesses have. You lose one staff and everything really, really crumbles. And I've seen this happen several times where um, I've had a great time engaging with this business, you know, and then my point man in the organization leaves and that's it. It happens a lot with salons as well. You know, one star stylist leaves and that's it. Everybody goes with the stylist because all the other stylists were not trained or were not as um you know talented or, or you know as that star stylist so you need to be careful please if you have the star staff and you're really excited oh this person is amazing be it your tailor or your sales staff or your designer who you know whoever within the team you know is really really showing up and doing you know their very best Make sure that you build a star system, a star brand, a star process. You cannot hinge your business on a star staff. I'm I'm, I'm warning you. (laughs) You cannot build your system on a star staff. You know, so please be careful. Number three, a star location. Location, location, location. When it comes to retail, you know, that, that is true. Um, the location of your brand goes a long way in um, encouraging sales and, you know, accessing your ideal customers. I'm all about that. But you need to build a star brand. Because what happens, especially in this environment where businesses are very vulnerable, you know, one policy, one bad road, one, um, you know, landlord who may be unreasonable could change the dynamics of your location you know you know what i'm talking about some of us have been in locations that were amazing great and then one thing went wrong maybe road work started and that was it that location just went down maybe a competitor came around and diverted a lot of businesses a lot of business to that competitor for whatever reason it might be a mega brand or whatever or maybe you know there was an exodus you know this has happened you guys know what i'm talking about there was an a mass exodus of your target market from the location you were at to another location and that's it gone i have experienced every single one of these (laughs) or at least i know people who have you know where a location started out amazing one factor changed and you know that location just went down the drain But I have also seen people, and thank God I can actually claim to be one of those people, where you have built a following, you have built a brand, and even though your location changed, your revenues didn't. Because your brand is strong enough to bring people wherever you are. And thank God for the digital age as well. Because you've built a brand, people seek you out and, you know, you have made it convenient to get pieces across to your customers. So please, please do everything you can 
you know, to get the very best location you can afford. But don't rely on this star location for everything. Let the star location just be part of what makes your brand accessible and, you know, profiles your brand, right? But please, don't let that be all your brand is about. There are some stores that I have patronized simply because they were accessible. That was it. Their location was spot on, some was great, you know, um, but I didn't build any relationship with the brand. The brand was very impersonal. They took it for granted that they had this amazing location. So guess what? The moment the brand moved, I stopped going there. I just found a replacement. But there are some other brands that I love this brand because they built a relationship with me. And they did it deliberately. And I'm not talking about hand-holding a customer or about being too, you know, um, informal. No. Being deliberate about um, the brand connecting with its customers through the emails you send, through um, even your language, through the personality of your sales staff, through the way you stay in touch with your customer, through even your product um offerings you know being sensitive to what it is that your core customers buy and making sure you have them available like it takes everything your entire system has to be targeting this goal of being more um close being bonding with your customers so that if for any reason your location changes the relationship is still intact you know Um, I have a friend who had this situation where she moved locations and to her credit, you know, she she had to move for for whatever reason, she had to move. But she has been able to maintain a core group of customers because she had bonded with these customers while she was in that location. And though it has been a bit more difficult for them to access her, thank God for the digital age, they all have such fondness for the brand that they've sought the brand out now she sells quite a bit on her website and on her social media pages so um it's not ideal of course to um change locations without replacing the location with you know another location that's possibly closer to the to the one you change because that's the ideal if i have to change locations i don't want to move too far off from where i was um so that my customers can still find me accessible but you know what things happen Things happen and you, you can't control. I've had that situation where I had had to shut a store in the on the mainland and open one on the island. And I've not really been able to replace the mainland store, but I've somehow been able to sustain my relationship with a lot of my mainland customers. Um, again, thanks to the digital age. So please, a star location is amazing. If you can afford it, please go right go ahead and get that star location. But don't build all your um, goals and your your um, everything on this star location number four the star owner that's you <laughs> this one is the most tempting of them all you know you haven't been able to depersonalize your business your business is doing well because everybody meets you everybody knows you um this works in the beginning in the early days you know, and if you're a brand that you're just 
a year, two years, three years, or maybe even five years old, please just do this as much as you can. Build those relationships. They will help you in the long run. But know that your business cannot grow just on your star power. You know, you are the only one that responds to emails. When somebody else responds to emails, oh my God, it's bad. You are the only one that attends to customers and gives them a good um, experience. When your sales staff does, you know, horrible you can't do that (laughs) like i said you need to build a culture not just a persona it can't just be about you you can start it off so let your personality and your values and your ethics and your culture let it rub off on your business such that your business becomes an extension of you you know what i mean in terms of the personality for instance if you know me you know, um, I'm a laugher. I laugh a lot. Um, I have a huge smile. I have a great smile. I love my smile. And I tend to smile quite a lot. Um, I love a great conversation. I love meeting people, you know. Um, and if you, if you know me in terms of my, my personal style, I'm very simple in my style. I'm a little, a little bit quirky in my style. And this is everything I've mentioned is what my brand is about. So I only hire people who are smilers too, like me. I want you to meet my staff and feel like you're still, you know, interacting with me. You know what I mean? Those things you love about me, I want you to find them in my staff and in my brand. So it's the weirdest thing, but when I hire people, I hire people based on their skill as well as their personalities because we have a type now in exclamations. We have a type of person and this personality type has to show up at every point in the business. So if my dispatch is going to dispatch to you, he has a type. We have a type. My dispatch is also a smiler. He's also a people's person. He's also eager to please, right? If you're going to meet my sales staff, they are all smilers. They are all eager to, to please. They are all a bit quirky in their ways. You know what I mean? If we're going to respond to you on, on um, you know, Instagram, we have um, a template for our response, right? Everything about my brand is an extension of who I am, such that even if I am not there, you still have the same vibe, Right? So please, it's not about the star persona. It's not about the star owner. Let that get you through the door. Let that start you off. But be deliberate, please, about building a star team, a star culture, a star process. All right? Um, then star prices. Hmm. In other words, chief prices. Hey, you know, uh, this is a pet peeve of mine. You are trying to sustain your business by almost giving your stuff off for free. You deliver amazing products and you're selling them for cheap and you feel like that is the only way you can keep business going. Now, if all you're doing is offering value for cheap, that is not sustainable. Because cheap pricing does um, two things. Number one, it attracts you to people who are extremely price sensitive. So the only kind of customers you are getting are people who can, um, you know, relate with your price points. 
they are not really big on value they are big on the pricing so they see you almost as a disposable product because you only value what you know you you pay value for you know what i mean if you buy something for cheap it's cheap um again you are also hindering yourself because of your cheap pricing you cannot step up on your production value on your on the kind of on the quality of your um raw materials the quality of your um you know skills you you cannot do too much if you know you have this cost profile that has to be a respecter of the pricing you know what i mean if you can only sell these your dresses for ten thousand naira then your your costing has to be at least three thousand naira you know what i mean it has to be at least three thousand naira five thousand at most so it's not sustainable what you need to do is yes you know what your price point category is but allow value to drive you allow value to lead you okay seek to deliver value let your pricing be led by value okay don't be afraid don't think people will not pay now most entrepreneurs were wired this way so you need to work this your pricing muscle try it out try it out even myself i'm guilty of this we all are you know we keep pushing the boundaries like how much will people pay for this Mm, i don't know i'm not sure people will pay for value right and you should have a price range you can't have all your things under 10k right so that customers who are willing to identify with your brand but want to pay more for it right they find pieces within your brand that they can also identify with this is a lesson i am also still learning um and this year in particular i introduced some higher end pieces within my collection um and guys i will not lie to you i was pleasantly surprised how quickly these pieces sold out you know i'm all about testing 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 and you know it's worked out great you know it helps when you're built a brand so build a brand and it also definitely helps when you're offering value so please offer value don't just keep offering cheap prices you're attracting the wrong people and you're holding yourself back most importantly you are setting yourself up to fail because that model if it is not also backed up with volume like if i'm selling things for five thousand naira a piece what are my revenue goals <laughs> my revenue goals should also have should also be volume driven so i can't sell five thousand naira pieces and okay i've sold 20 pieces so you know i made a hundred thousand naira that's that will not keep your business that would not help your business skill if i'm selling things for five thousand naira i better be backing it up with 200 pieces a thousand pieces you know that's the only way it makes sense so if you are not ready to drive volume then you are not ready for cheap prices that's the truth if you're not ready to drive volume please look at value so that your prices can be commensurate with your effort all right Finally, please be mindful of time wasters. All right. This is a huge warning. 
huge warning time wasters you know what what you are really selling is your time all of us what we're truly selling is our time not just our product the amount of effort you put into delivery that product is what you are selling you are valuing your time this is my pet peeve with the bespoke model especially bespokers that don't charge commensurate personally i don't know how much i could possibly charge to um for a one-on-one session i i don't know i honestly don't know because my time is super valuable um the time i am using right now to deliver this podcast to you means a lot to me because i know the value it's adding to your life i don't know how much money i can you know uh, put on this if i had to charge a customer to use this same time to um, consult with her it will be a lot of money a lot of money this is why i love the ready to wear model it allows me to value my time but most importantly it allows me to utilize my time well the amount of time i spend creating a collection that collection can sustain my brand for a year two years three years sometimes i'll give an example the our last collection was called the indigo hues that was a collection we unveiled in shoreditch in london last year Um, we unveiled this collection in october the indigo hues did extremely well in the uk Um, then we relaunched it again in lagos it broke all my records the indigo hues are still selling right now in february even though we have a new collection now, if you follow my brand, you know we're selling a new collection called the Transformers. Love, I love, love, love the Transformers. Um, now the Transformers, they are pieces that can be manipulated and worn in different ways. Super excited about the, about the Transformers. Um, but guess what? The Indigo Hughes are still selling. They're still selling very well. Even though this was a collection I launched in October. Now let me tell you something that is even more interesting. Some of the pieces within the Transformers are pieces that I created their patterns about five years ago. I created their patterns. I did their sampling then. I even launched a few products along those lines. But, um, you know, I brought them back now. You know, tweaked them a whole lot. But the time I used in creating that piece five years ago is still earning me value now right i wonder i wonder if i had created that one piece for that one customer what could i possibly have charged her now the transformers have sold out in the last two months over and over again some pieces more than others but that in my mind is good use of my time right so that leads me to my last point you need a star business model you guys already know that we the registration is still open for the for our online course how to start ready to wear business in nigeria a star business model is by far the most important thing that i have the star business model that allows me to deliver product conveniently to my customer to stretch the life of my bestsellers, to earn value for designs that I have even done 
you know, um, that took me time to develop. And more importantly, it allows me to do other things like delivering this podcast to you. One can say that the Ready to Wear model has allowed me to help other people because it has freed me to do something else I love, which is to teach. So if you are running a bespoke brand and you are considering, even if you're just considering a Ready to Wear model, that's enough. That's enough reason for you to register for the online course. You need to go to the website right now, www.tomirotimi.com. Register for my online course. We have different payment plans right there, so there's no excuse. This course has been approved by EDC, the Enterprise Development Center. Um, Because of this course, I am now a Sherry Blair mentor. You know, um, I have had even corporates come to meet me. They want to sponsor the course. Um, So this is a course that has proven itself. I've had students who have taken the course and who have come back to me just thankful and grateful. I've had people even in the UK, outside of Nigeria, who have taken the course and who have come back with amazing feedback. What I enjoy most about the course though is the one-on-ones where I get to meet people who have finished the course and um, you know, we get to talk about what they learned from the course I get to consult for them. We talk about your business. I try to diagnose what may be wrong. But more importantly, we try to see how you can apply some of the things that you have learned from the course in your business. Um, I also try to help you gain some clarity about anything that um, was in the course that you may maybe not quite clear about. The one-on-ones I love, I love. Um, And this session is for an hour and is absolutely free. I thoroughly enjoy it and it's something that I encourage. We are looking forward to having you sign up for the course if you haven't already. So please go to the website. If you feel like you are already running a ready-to-wear brand, then this course is even more for you than for anybody else. You need to do it right. Ready-to-wear is a fantastic business model, but it needs to be done right. It's not just about throwing clothes on the rack, right? It's also about um, creating a system that delivers value, you know? So please go ahead and do this, right? Go ahead and register for the online course. So that's it. I'm done. I'm done for today. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, didn't you? If you did, please send me a message. You know, I love hearing from you. Just let me know um, how this particular episode resonated with you. And like I always say, please share with your network, send the link to a friend, um, get other people to subscribe for the podcast. Um, It means a lot for me to get more subscription for the podcast because the more people I can reach, the better value for my time. Um, Thank you so very much. So remember, registration for the online course will soon close. So go ahead and register. Thank you so, so much for listening. I will be speaking to you again soon. Bye.